0: I feel like to to give the most value to people that I, I coach and teach, um, I like I, I have to be active. I want to be active in the yeah. field, so I'm yeah. man, every day. Like I'm still looking for new opportunities, working on new briefs and things like that. yeah absolutely so my name is anthony clint jr most people just call me clint um pretty much uh, i've been a musician most of my life starting around age 5 Um growing up in church being a musician in church and um you know just always had a passion for music whether it was drums keyboards and then later on you know picking up the bass um, so that was my foundation um, i guess fast forward into college is where a lot of my development happened um, especially as far as like playing keys. I played for um, the African-American Voices Gospel Choir there at Ohio State. So um, there, you know, I've really, really had to had to hone, hone in on my, my craft as far as playing, learning songs, um, and quick turnarounds and things like that. So I soaked in a lot and, and learned a lot. And then um, a friend while I was in college was just kind of telling me about um, sync licensing and getting TV placements. Um, at the time he had a, a, a music licensing deal um, with a publisher. and so I would help him kind of play keys on some of his tracks and things like that. And um, yeah, it just kind of went from there. I, I never really like dug deep into it when he told me about it. I would just kind of help him out and then he would do his thing. But some few years later, I kind of revisited the idea and I was just like, yo, like let me let me look into this and see what it's about. And, um, you know, just started doing research and learning. Still didn't take immediate action yet um, until I will fast forward to about 2012, 13, Um, I was in a publishing deal um, after I moved to Atlanta and that particular publisher had landed um, a TV placement for me on the NFL network and that kind of spiraled everything else and i was just like yo this is kind of cool i ended up making you know around like five to six hundred dollars in royalties from that one placement um so i was just like yo like i, I think i want to focus on this because at the same time like i was grinding just trying to get to the major artists and you know i've produced for some major artists but the amount of time and work that i was putting in and it I, it just wasn't adding up to me and it, it wasn't um I don't know. It just wasn't uh, I couldn't get into a rhythm. You know what I mean? So I was just like, yo, I want to see if I can get 10 TV placements in a year and just kind of created this challenge for myself. Right. Um, So I started documenting everything I was doing on this journey, um, you know, how how often I would submit, you know, how many companies I would reach out to um, researching companies who needed music. And that kind of started everything and kind of led me to where i am now um and i think last year i did like over over 100 um tv placements and um yeah man just i haven't stopped since and it, it's been a it's been a real cool journey man so now I'm just giving back and, and teaching other people man how to you know how to create another additional stream of revenue with their music yeah, absolutely. So yeah, on uh, my website, ClintProductions.com, or you can go to offer.clintproductions.com, there's a free six-step guide. And what those six steps are, they're, they're actionable steps. Um, and it literally, like people think it's really, really complicated, but these are the steps that I took and just continue to repeat and replicate over and over and over again um, to start getting TV placements. Um, so, you know, one of the most important things is Um, making sure you're registered with, you know, ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, And and those are the companies, um, they're performance performance rights organizations. Um, So those are the companies that are going to collect those back-end royalties for you once you, you know, start getting TV placements. Um, Anytime you're moving forward and you're submitting music and a publisher decides that they want to use your music, they're going to ask you for that information um, because they're going to register those tracks um, on your behalf as as the publisher. Um, so you want to make sure that's in order. Um, you want to um, create, I'll say kind of like a demo, a demo playlist, five to 10 tracks of your strongest tracks, strongest genres. And um, that's going to kind of be what you're going to submit to them when when they give you permission to submit. Um, And what that does is pretty much gives them an idea of, you know, your skill level. Um, They may not sign those tracks per se. And then some may, they may want to. Um, But what this really is 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 just to give them an idea of your level of production. Um, And then from there, you want to start, you know, reaching out to these companies. I, when I started when on that, you know, trying to get the 10 in a year um, I was reaching out to man, at least like five to 10 companies every day, just emailing, calling emailing is usually best um but yeah just like every day um until i started to see the results that that i wanted to see um so those those are like the main you know like most important steps and a lot of it is really just researching those companies you can use google you can use imdb search some of your favorite tv shows some of your you know favorite movies um and just start doing homework and, and reaching out to those companies
1: and that that's that's huge. I mean, the, all those things aside from the first thing, I think the first thing that you mentioned is something that is, I mean, especially for me and definitely maybe for other people who are new to this space. It's a little, you know, foreign because you're like, OK, I have to register. I don't I don't. Where am I registering? How do I do it? Obviously, all those instructions and stuff, I'm sure are very straightforward to get. But other than that, those other things that you mentioned that are like, oh, have a playlist. Like, do I have that? no, I don't, I don't, I don't have, I haven't identified five to 10, like what are my five or 10 best or most wide ranging, you know, sample size to say, okay, this, that's something I've thought about doing for a while now And having those, even on my website, I thought about, Mm -hmm. um, because I have like six tracks on there that you can just click and listen to a demo, demo of, but I wonder if, uh, if more time should go into like, really taking my time, looking at everything that I have and saying, okay, this is definitely like, that's a fun exercise too. I think kind of going through your catalog and kind of seeing that. And then the grind of like, like you just said, this was the thing that I think a lot of people, uh, myself included, I won't speak for everyone, but myself included, like having the discipline to do what you just said about contacting that many companies. um, Mm -hmm. I can kind of relate a tiny bit, smaller, much smaller scale, but Basically with partnerships and, and even locking in guests for my, for my show, like reaching out Mm -hmm. to people and things like that. I'm kind of, you know, I'm comfortable with sending emails and stuff for sure, but kind of seeing that, yeah, it takes that, that repetition and that intentional intentionality of Mm -hmm. saying, all right, you know what, like you just said, five a day, whatever, whatever my threshold that I can accomplish per day, like Mm -hmm. that you want to commit to it and you want to keep that going and never I feel like I'm, I'm giving some, giving some wisdom, not even though I didn't get, a, get any places yet, but I guess never, never feel discouraged when someone says no to something.
0: Absolutely. Never. That's, that's the hugest part, man. Because um, I mean, I heard, I heard a lot of no's like, I mean, you take, and then, I mean, think of it this way as well. Like, it's not just, it's not just like, Oh, I really want them to like me, my music, things like that. Like you have to see if they, work well with you and what you're trying to do there were some some calls that i took where you know after we had a discussion on on how the deals were structured um you know i i I wasn't comfortable with you know certain deals um so it was just like you know sometimes you're the one saying no but never be afraid to to hear no i heard a lot of no starting out um you will you'll hear no's it's it's just a part of life but don't let it discourage you um And then the music licensing, sometimes no doesn't even mean that your music isn't good enough. It just means it's not what they need at the moment. Um, So, yeah, definitely just just stay encouraged and just keep pushing for that. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. I love that. I love that.
1: Now, I've heard about some different, uh, I guess, like places or subscriptions where you pay like a few bucks a month and Mm -hmm. you're like added to this group of like whenever company x needs this song by this date like this group because you're like a paying customer like you you'll get notice of it and then you'll you'll be able to like send, an, send a send a track submission or something like that i don't know mm-hmm. the exact name for that but are you familiar with those and is that something like like worth looking into as well
0: um so i've um i've used a, a couple of them in the past and know there's some there's some legit ones out there absolutely and i feel like if you are going to go that route i can't tell you what to do but if you are going to go that route take advantage of everything that they may offer as far as you know some of them may bundle like a conference or something like that take advantage of that because honestly like a lot of relationships can be built in that alone um and then there's some you know where you kind of pay per submission um, that can get expensive mm-hmm. over time, and I, I kind of give people this cheat code. Um, and these companies may not like me for, it, but I always say if you see a particular company listed with, you know, a third party that's charging a fee, a lot of times they'll list the company name. Just go on Google and try and find the company site directly. A lot of times you, they have like a submission page right on their website. Um, Sometimes they just use those third party companies to kind of filter out non-serious people, uh, maybe make some extra money, but um, try and see if you can, you can get in touch with them, you know, directly. I always encourage people to try and get as direct, you know, to the source as possible um, because when it, when it comes down to like sync licensing, there's a, there can be a lot of middleman and middlemen and music and and what's good what's not good is subjective right so Mm -hmm. say you send your company your your music to you know a a third party company that you have to submit to first before they send to the actual music supervisor they may say no to a track that a supervisor may actually say yes to um Mm -hmm. just because they have difference in you know in taste so um yeah I always like to try and get as as close as possible but um, I know people who who have success too, you know, going through third party companies. So, um, you know, just do your due diligence, make sure everybody's legit and kind of, you know, go from there. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, I feel like to, to give the most value to people that I I coach and teach, um, I like, I I have to be active. I want to be active in the field. So I'm every day, like I'm still looking for new opportunities, working on new briefs and things like that. And um, trying to just build my catalog up at the same time. Like, this is a journey that that we're on together. I mean, I may I may be teaching and kind of have some experience that others may not. But uh, we're all growing. I, I don't know everything. So every every day is a learning process. And, um, you know, every time I learn something, that's when I, I pass it down and, and share it with someone else. That's dope. So, do you do in addition
1: to your content, do you have other services available for yourself? Mentee services, conferences, coaching, that type of thing?
0: Yeah, so I do um, I do one-on-one consultations, uh, which can be booked through my, my website, ClintProductions.com. Um, I I was last year, I had a virtual tour, the Road to Tim Placements virtual tour. Um, so I did that, had a session, it was like a three-hour session every month. Um, So that's something that's probably going to start back up this year. It's got um, a lot of great feedback. Um, So that's something I may kick off again um, this year and been getting requests for more um, like long term mentorship. So just trying to figure that out, see how I kind of want to structure that. But um, that's something that could possibly be in the future as well.
1: That's dope. That's dope. And let me ask you about your musical making process. I'm always interested in kind of knowing what that looks like. Like walk me through, are you someone that just sort of randomly goes in the studio? Do you have a keyboard? Do you use a DAW? Like tell me a little bit about like what makes you like what your process looks like.
0: Yeah. So my main setup is uh, logic pro, um, a keyboard complete control. And then my, um, uh, Native Instruments Machine or Machina, however you pronounce it. Um, So that's that's the main setup. And usually I'm working off of a brief that I get from, you know, a a publisher. Um, That's usually kind of where where the the creativity comes from or the the inspiration. So I I literally have like a guideline of what they want sonically. Um, So I kind of work off of that and then just kind of create, you know, maybe I don't know two to five however you know much time i have to create um as much as i can based off of that brief and then i just kind of send it off and then go on to the next um excuse me but yeah i usually start off with uh with keys some type of chord progression and then um maybe add some some more instrumentation then i'll do drums then i'll do line, and then you know just finish up with all the finishing touches and things like that I love that.
1: That, That's such a different, uh, it's, it's a, it's such a, and I want to, I want to hear about this a little bit. It's such a different world than, than what my process is right now, because I don't have those, um, the briefs that you mentioned just now yet. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'm, I'm curious to know when I start working with, you know, artists or working for, um, uh, making something specific for a specific reason, I'm wondering like that, what that process is going to look like for me versus right now where I can sit over there and just whatever I'm feeling, I'm, I'll make and it's just, and I love it and it's super dope. So was mm-hmm. that like an adjustment for you coming from not having to have those, not confined, but, you know, that type of a situation versus the way it used to be?
0: Yeah, so it was, um it actually, it, it was better for me because I, I think the challenge for me starting out was, i was used to sitting and just creating what i thought was dope but the 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 wall that i kept running into trying to get into sync licensing was that my music or what i thought was dope wasn't necessarily what was needed or or you know used a lot in tv and film so i kind of had to had to make that adjustment and you know kind of sit and watch and listen to tv just to see what was being used a lot and then once once i kind of got a grasp of that um i i that's when i started seeing placements um and just paying attention to, to the tempos. like up tempo stuff gets placed a lot i was used to making like i love ballads and slow like r b stuff neo soul stuff and um it just wasn't a whole lot of opportunity for that so that's when i kind of had to adjust and you know really pay attention to what was being used a lot and then um it became easier to wear now like i rarely have like quote unquote beat block um, because of, you know, just knowing what gets used, working off of those briefs. um, And I'm able to just kind of have that that direction. You know what I mean? When I sit down to create.
1: So those briefs that you mentioned are things that when someone does reach out to a company and they say, yeah, we are interested or they say, yes, we're interested in hearing from you. Send us your five to ten, you know, sampler kind of thing and then they like that enough at that point does is a process like okay yes they're committed they're they're committed to working with you and then you produce what it is that you're delivering to them or do you make that final thing first and then send it to them and they're like oh okay yes this is exactly what we want now we know that now it's like a, it's an agreement afterwards
0: yeah so it can happen both ways right so you have different companies uh like one type of company will be the company you submit to they accept it, you sign an agreement, um, then they'll let you know, okay, this is what we need. This is what we're looking for. You submit it um, and just kind of go from there um, on a you know per track basis or whatever. And then you have companies where they're kind of like, uh, we call them music libraries or, or like music production sites or houses or things like that. So what, what they'll do is Um, Some sites you can just create what you want to create and just upload them, type in some keywords, BPMs and and just different metadata. And then what happens is uh, the content creators that uh, that use their service, they'll come to their website, type in those keywords and then your music could pop up in that, you know, the results. Um, So there's a couple different ways that, you know, you can kind of go about it. Um so yeah like I, I mean I do a combination of both like there's a site called pond5 um it's pond the number 5.com and there you can upload you know whatever you want you can upload just a piano track um throw your keywords in there and then you know different companies indie filmmakers or whatever they'll come and just license it for a fee um, and then move on. And you can just continue to just relicense that same thing on that that website as much as you want. Um, so it just depends on the approach you want to take. Um, do a combination of both. Focus on one or the other. So it's up to you. Yep. Yeah. Pond5, you just uh, you set up um, set up an account and then I think there's. I think there's, there's like an approval process when you upload each track, um, takes like a few days or whatever, and then they'll let you know once it's approved or if you need to make some changes. And then it's on there, man, for, uh, you know, I mean, for as long as you keep it up there and then it's, it's non-exclusive. So if, um, if you're working with other non-exclusive companies, um, then it's cool to have it up there. If you're working with, and it's something that we may have to talk about further. But if you're working, if you're like in an exclusive deal with a licensing company, then, you know, those exclusive tracks couldn't be on that website. But man, dude, that's a that's a good question, man. Um Shoot. Uh, man, that's a that's a good that's a good question. I got a lot of influence. So uh Robert Glasper. Um this concert is gonna be super add. Like <laughs> Robert Glasper, Michael Jackson, um, man, um, John P. Key. Where are we at? That's three. I'm rock with Tank love R and uh, I need one more. Let's do. Um. Man, it just slipped my mind. I was trying to think of like a classic. Uh, oh, Stevie Wonder. Oh man, Stevie yeah. Wonder,
1: bro. When I'm going through, I'm going through right now, getting better and better at looking. At, and by the way, that's a dope. That's a dope list. Some of those artists, I actually, I, I need to look up when I when I re-listen to the episode. That that's what I love. Like, if these are your top five artists, and I haven't heard of some or haven't heard much of some of their music, then I. Mm-hmm. I excited about the opportunity to go you know to go explore that but man Stevie yeah. Wonder's chord progressions to these songs that he wrote are insane
0: yeah dude They're i um so good, man. they are they, they we i was with the i was playing with the band in um Columbus Ohio my college days the floor walkers amazing band in Columbus Ohio but um we had did a cover of was it master blaster i think it was master blaster and just like literally like learning the song i was like yo this dude's a genius like it's just it's crazy how everything connects like just the the, the key changes the mods like he's a genius man he
1: really 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 is and I'm i'm still
0: unpacking and understanding
1: you know, a lot of those elements. Like right now, what, what I'm doing, which is which is a lot a lot of fun, um, with with playing the piano, is I'm I'm pulling up um, uh, lead sheets with just the names of the chords and the lyrics for popular songs mm. that we all know, and yeah. I'm getting better and better at being able to not just play the chords, which is not not too bad at all for me now, but being able to go from one chord to the next in like the right way with the fingering and stuff and yeah. now i'm getting more confident in myself um singing like what i've been doing a lot of is and i, I mentioned it to all my all my guests and i'll mention it to you i think nah, i think i know for a fact you know as you look to expand you know your footprint in this space that i don't i i'm sure you know more than me i, I don't know if there's a lot of people doing the thing that you're doing which is not just doing it but educating on it i haven't personally mm-hmm. you know found found many you're the the one that, that i that i've been seeing a lot of content but i mm. i go on reddit quite often reddit's um live uh platform to go live on their platform and okay that is in my opinion the absolute best place to get known internationally quickly when wow. i tell you that tens and hundreds of thousands of people can be in your session if you're like, really? like, for example, if you're sitting, you, you're, an, you're an instrumentalist, too, so you're, you, you could theoretically be doing the same type of stuff that I'm doing. So I can't say that that anyone doing anything is going to is going to attract the masses like it is with me and my music, but you're doing mm-hmm. music as well. So I can definitely say it with you. Um, yeah. people join people put requests in they ask you questions that you could have them follow like it's it's such a nice beautiful way to connect with people across the world where as you as you I don't know if you, if you use Instagram live at all I you know mm-hmm. I, I'll maybe put an Instagram live setup up but I don't I don't go there to it's, you, I use that strategically you know I'm not going yeah. there to get to get noticed or whatever I might just do that every once in a while just to kind of give people a glimpse in but when I want to share my stuff with the world, like that thing is is really. I
0: didn't even know. I didn't even know Reddit had like a live feature. That's a lot dope.
1: Of people don't, man. It's last year they started, and I think in June it was a soft rollout, and then in mm-hmm. August of last year is when I started using it. And after yep. just a couple of days, bro, um, I, I think I probably still have the screenshot. I, I had a, a session with. It showed you like your the amount of people total that were in it in the, in a 45 minute span. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, it was 199000 something like that, in wow. 40 minutes. And so wow. when you think about that magnitude, that my jaw dropped the way that yours did just now. And I'm like, okay, this is something here for sure. There's no yeah. way to monetize it yet. I mean, some people put like, I, I'm not going to do this probably ever uh, myself, but like their Venmo or a cash app kind of thing on the back. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, what I've been using it for is just getting more comfortable playing in front of people, mm. which is like a major thing for me and, yeah. uh, and allowing them, allowing, uh, myself to be able to network with network with them when they follow me on there or give me a award virtual currency thing. Um, I can send them a message and tell them to check, ask them, to check out my channel if they're interested. And that's been like a huge, really good thing. So just wanted to throw that your way. Cause most people I share that with, uh, Clint, they don't, they do say the same thing you said which they didn't even know that that's a thing
0: yeah Those that's times. awesome it's a good uh, yeah a
1: good thing to check
0: out I, I, yeah, feel, yeah. I
1: feel really empowered right now and excited about having a a plan a a, a nice you know three three things that you mentioned to kind of to kind of make that happen and to start that process is very is very exciting
0: Yeah. Um, I'll I'll also say, too, this is kind of like a little tip for the the playlist thing. Um, I always tell people, like, make sure um, it's kind of like streamable and possibly downloadable. And instead of doing like, you know, snippets, just have like the the full track, because sometimes when they're listening through, if it's something that they want to sign, sometimes they'll um, sometimes they'll actually be in the middle of a project and like, sync it to picture just to see if it works or they'll, they'll think it may work. Um, so just make sure you can, you kind of have that versatility for them as well.
1: That's big. So not, so not just what I usually think is like, Oh, people's time is so valuable. So let me send just a little snippet. You're saying that if you send it long enough, they, they could, they could themselves choose to only listen to it for 10 seconds and then go to the next kind of thing themselves and make it streamable to me that means like having your having these songs released on spotify which is no problem with distro kid and stuff and making a playlist to say hey this is is that what you're saying kind of yeah
0: well well it's streamable in the sense that um they don't have to they don't have to download it to play it so they they can play it right from the link that you send them right so streamable in that sense um and then uh, yeah, and then just downloadable, like if there's a way to, to download it if they if they need it to as well.
1: Have you oh have you placed any music and like any video games or cartoons? Uh, video, video
0: games. No, no video games, no cartoons yet. Um mm-hmm. video games. I actually we actually had a a road to ten placement session with uh with my guy Greg Savage, who's uh he does like sound design and like video game stuff. Um Mm-hmm. that's kind of his area but from what what he was telling us like it's it's a it's a, it's a slightly different approach um to kind of get in um so yeah but no, nothing yet nothing yet so with video games a, a lot of times the music is kind of going along with with sound design and and honestly from from what i've learned was is that music is literally like the last thing that they're thinking about during um during video games so one thing that uh, that we learned was to sometimes like if you go through the app store and just go through like independent game developers and kind of reach out to them sometimes they need somebody to do mixing audio mixing things like that and then if you notice they don't have music or they don't have thing or like sound effects or things like that you can kind of bring up to them like hey like I don't know if you ever thought about this, but, you know, this could use this or sometimes you kind of have the opportunity to to place things yourself um, and kind of push that, you know, push that subject and then maybe work something out there Um, at the same time. That'll help you kind of build up a a demo reel. Um, And then another thing you can do is take like a video game clip off YouTube and then strip all the audio out and then create your own sound design to it. Um put your music to it, you know, create the the gunshots, all of that stuff. And and that kind of it, it helps you create a demo reel pretty much because a lot of times when you're you're approaching video games, they, they want to see some you know some previous work that you've done. So that's a, that's, a nugget there on the video games.
1: That's, that's as simple as that sounds, uh Clint, that is profound. I'm thinking of Donkey Kong. Mm. They have dope musical scores back in the day on mm. Nintendo. I'm thinking of Donkey Kong, I'm thinking of like, like one song in particular that I made that has that feel to it and yeah mm-hmm. like having that song played with no visual or maybe a visual that's not anything about what I think it's for but just you know something something that you could look at that, that's pleasing or whatever uh, yep. that is not gonna do the trick as much as like having the game the footage and then seeing like oh mm-hmm. yeah this seems like it's yeah this 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 fits perfectly like that yep. is dope I never ever ever thought about that until now so thank you that's dope man yeah
0: nah absolutely man shout out to greg man that's he he gave us those gems and um yeah like it it blew my mind i was just like yo like because because we think oh we make music and then we just send it to a video game like we send it to a tv show and he was just like nah bro like it's (laughs) it's kind (laughs) of different it's kind of different
1: okay man that's soup. that's super dope man um i just want to before we wrap up i just want to say again like i'm i'm in a place now where like these some of these guests that are that are coming on i mean last week i had like the number one this is like two different sort of avenues with me music mm-hmm. placing my music and the other avenue is like my math tutoring business i'm a math tutor okay. i have a business called k i do a lot of tutoring i absolutely love working with, working with children and stuff and so i had a chance to interview um uh, the CEO and founder for this company, INC Education. It, wow. uh, that episode is not out yet, okay. but multi-million dollar company started one man show, like kind of like, kind of like me. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just a beautiful and amazing thing that I reached out to you, you, both of you guys and you guys agreed to come on and share knowledge. And I'm just really appreciative of it. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited about, you know, collab- collaborating with you even more in the future, having this platform to be able to, you know, get some people to check out some more of your content because it's it's extremely valuable stuff. And Thank I just you. want to say I'm super appreciative and of the time and it means it really does mean a lot.
0: Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be able to share and, um, you know, help other people, man. That's what we got to do, right? That's what it's all about. Absolutely. I'm going to give
1: you the rest of your night back, my bro. And we'll definitely be in be in touch. I'll I'll shoot you a, a message when the episode is ready to go. And I'm excited to share this with the world, bro.
0: Awesome, man. Definitely. I'll be sure to share it with my people as well. Excellent. Super dope, man. Have a great rest of the night, all right? All right. You too, Kevin. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.